0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 9, Chapter 107. The congregation is established and flourishes. Since every day the fruit won by our little flock, could be seen to increase. Our community began to consider moving away from hired accommodation to acquire property of our own. In this way, God's work could be passed on to successors who would be heirs to our spirit and manner of life so that they would continue the same ministry and perpetuate a work which was pleasing to God and useful to men there was some discussion of this matter to discern whether this was for their own interests or those of God and neighbor. And they talked about confirming and establishing the congregation. Philip did not want to appear to express his own opinion in such an important matter and commended the entire business to earnest prayer before God. The others did the same. After long application to prayer, they finally thought of the church of Santa Maria in Vallicella in the region of Ponte or Parione, in the very center of the city. The rector of that church was named Antonino Adiuti, a priest from Messina. The fathers asked him whether he would resign the church to them, while retaining the income from it as long as he lived. He agreed to this. And once his agreement had been secured, Philip entrusted the responsibility for his parish to Teruji. He accepted the responsibility and went at once to the Pope, explaining to him what Philip and the others had decided and intended to do. He was not disappointed, for Gregory knew Philip well and was aware of his devotion to God. He had heard much about the institute of our congregation from Teruji and the others. Not only did he grant them the church, but he also gave his apostolic authority for the proper establishment of the congregation, which had also been requested. Up to that point, the congregation had no such official approval from the Pope. We have apostolic letters about this matter at great length, issued on the 15th of July, that same year. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Counselor of Popes, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 1575. That is the year that the Pope not only gave this church of Santa Maria and Vallicella, St. Mary in the, the little valley, to this new congregation, but then he established this group of priests as a distinct congregation in the church, as a distinct spiritual family in the church. And so from that day forward, the oratorians had the highest approval possible in the Catholic Church, in the sense that the Pope himself, recognized by his own authority, that is the authority of the Apostle Peter. And he established this group of priests as having the same rights and privileges of many of the religious orders in the church to approach him, to grow, Now, of course, this group was very small at the time. And in fact, they weren't officially a religious order. And so this approval by the Pope would down through the centuries cause a certain amount of confusion and difficulty trying to slot the oratorians, because that's what they were now. They were now officially the oratorians, officially the congregation of the oratory. It was always difficult to slot these group this group of priests into the existing canonical structures of the church. And those who know the oratorians might be smiling. You might say, well, it has always been difficult to slot these guys into anything. They don't seem to fit exactly into any pre-conceived ideas that I have. They're not this, they're not this, they are this, they are that. They seem to be a sort of wonderful mixture of all kinds of things well that's because if that's true we pray that it is it's because the oratorians in the beginning have always been peacemakers in the church the oratorians have, tr- have tried to be sons of the holy spirit to bring joy and peace into people's lives by providing prayer and worship and music that enables people to pray And the mission of the oratorians, in a way, is to point people to God, to remind them of the primacy of God. In that year, 1575, July 15th, is the day that the, this official congregation was established. And for those of you who are in Toronto, who are coming to this prayer group or maybe listening the congregation of the oratory came to Canada 400 years later, that same year, 75, but 1975. On the 400th anniversary that year of the establishment of the oratorians, St. Philip decided it was time to come to Canada. And so on November the 1st, tomorrow, the document that the pope signed on october the 6th came into effect so november the 1st for those connected to the toronto oratory is our birthday it's the day that what the pope did for saint philip and his men he did for us here in canada and from that house that was founded in montreal in 1975 it came to toronto in 1979 And so I ask your prayers, especially tonight, that we might continue the work of St. Philip Neri in our own way. That we might always value the independence, the freedom that the oratorian life gives to priests. The freedom to pray and administer the sacraments and distribute the daily word of God.